0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Ryan Laundry Mystery. They decide
2: to go search and within 30 minutes... The discovery is made.
3: That is quite
2: the coincidence. It's all striking many people as suspicious. And
1: what we've learned about where the human remains were found. This man knows the swamp
4: better than anyone. The more you fight to try and climb out of it, the more you sink. Plus, could this be the notebook that was found?
5: Do you think there's a confession in that notebook?
1: Then... 911 crisis. I called
5: 911 and the phone just rang
6: and rang
1: and rang. The shortage of 911 operators. And the popular contestant from TV Survivor, who was attacked by a deranged homeless woman. Wait till you see how long she says it took cops to get there. And smash and grab epidemic. They're using these window punchers. Then rescue me. How the heck did this little dog end up way out at sea? He has a collar. And Petite Mom, Chunky Babies.
7: Definitely a
5: workout.
1: Plus, Dirty Dancing Oops. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norval.
3: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is the discovery that is prompting more questions than answers. Wednesday's recovery of what the family attorney says probably are the remains of Brian Laundrie has generated a whole new batch of questions about the murder case that's captivated the country. Chief among them, how were items belonging to Brian and those remains suddenly found at a Florida nature preserve after weeks of searching there found nothing? Here's Stephen Fabian.
2: It's a tantalizing mystery. What led police to the grisly discovering of what appears to be Brian Laundrie's body? The remains were found in a swamp that had already been thoroughly searched by cops and the FBI. How was it missed? Laundry's notebook and backpack along with the human remains were found just 30 minutes after his parents showed up at the site yesterday. On the very first day the area was reopened to the public after it had been completely shut down for five weeks straight. It's all striking many people as suspicious. For more than a month, authorities are searching, coming up empty. They decide to go search and within 30 minutes. The discovery is made. It is bizarre. This startling video, shot by Fox News Digital, shows Brian Laundrie's father plunging into the undergrowth. Moments later, he's seen talking to his wife and holding a camper's dry bag belonging to Brian. The remains were located here, about two miles from the entrance to the Myakkahatchee Creek Environmental Park. Callahan Walsh, co-host of In Pursuit with his father, John Walsh, says the way the discovery was made is raising red flags.
0: I have a strong suspicion that the Laundries knew exactly where Brian was this whole time.
2: Nancy Grace is hosting a special on the case on Fox on Sunday.
3: They find their son's belongings after their words, not mine, zigzagging through the trees. That is quite the coincidence.
2: The family's lawyer, Steve Bernolino, told CNN that after Laundrie's father found his son's dry bag, police found Brian's backpack nearby.
7: At that point, the Laundries were notified that there was also uh, remains near the backpack and they were asked to leave the preserve. What do you make of the suggestion that Mr. Laundry planted the bag and the backpack? In nice terms, it's hogwash. Alan McEwen owns a
2: cattle ranch neighboring the nature preserve. He knows the swamps as well as anyone. Today, he showed Inside Edition how water levels have receded dramatically since the search first started in September, exposing what are presumed to be Brian's remains.
4: Two weeks ago, this was completely underwater this section of land.
2: So how did Brian die? Was it suicide? An alligator? McEwen believes he may have been taken by the swamp itself.
4: The only thing I would think is, is he stepped off in a marsh on the other side there in the reserve. You can walk in there and you can fall chest deep easily. So if something gets down like that, it will suck you down and hold you down. And the more you fight to try and climb out of it, the more you sink.
2: Confirmation that the remains are definitely Brian Laundrie's is likely to be possible only with DNA tests. I spoke to pathologist Dr. Priya Banerjee. What could be left of human remains after they're found submerged in water for weeks?
3: That's really the money question. I think, you know, the water, the temperature, the animal activity really, really uh, targets the integrity of the soft tissue. So skin, muscle, All of that, the organs, those uh, can be missing, um, essentially gone. Um, I think the bones have a higher probability of surviving the conditions. There could be a chance that we will never know the exact cause of death.
2: If Brian Laundrie is dead, we may never know for sure what led to Gabby Petito's murder, leaving her grieving family still struggling for answers.
3: And what about Brian's notebook? After weeks of being exposed to the elements, might it have any clues to what really did happen to Gabby Petito? Here's Anna Cogliano.
5: Is this the notebook that was found in the Florida Nature Preserve? Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito documented their travels and artwork in notebooks. Now there is speculation that Laundrie's notebook was preserved in this camping dry bag that Brian's father, Chris, says he discovered yesterday before turning it over to cops.
3: Deborah was asked about the discovery on CNN today. The biggest question, does any of this shed any light the circumstances of the death of gabby petito
5: i spoke with forensic psychiatrist dr keith abloh do you think there's a confession in that notebook
4: there could be a confession in the notebook but if i had to predict i'd say it's going to be more a love letter as pathological as that sounds to his deceased girlfriend.
5: Abloh says in his opinion, Laundry might have spent his final days writing about his own feelings as the law closed in on him and he escaped into the swampland.
4: He's going to wax, I would think, eloquent or not so eloquent about his feelings, partly because of being self-absorbed. I want to say, I loved her.
5: The autopsy showed that Gabby was strangled. If Laundrie did write about how Gabby was killed, Ablo says don't expect a clear-cut confession.
4: It won't be about the savage aspects of it. It will be about uh, how they might have argued at times, how they got heated." It will dance around, I believe, it's just a guess, but dance around the actual violence.
5: Gabby and Brian were both talented artists. This lovely image of a woman was believed to have been drawn by Gabby. But Laundrie's artwork had a darker edge. These cartoonish faces came with a chilling post. I want to give them little bodies with blood spraying from their necks a lot of gore.
4: I'm always concerned. When people generate artwork that's especially gory, because art is a window on the soul.
3: We'll have more on the investigation when you join us next time. Now, the shortage that could be costing lives. It's annoying to not be able to get a particular item at the store because of supply chain issues, but it can be deadly to call 911 and be put on hold. And thanks to a shortage of operators in too many places, that is exactly what's happening. Les Trent has more.
6: It's the hit TV show that's turning the spotlight on life in the nation's 911 emergency centers.
3: Don't stop till I tell you.
6: But in real life, there's a 911 crisis across the USA.
3: 911,
2: what is the address of your emergency?
6: New Orleans, Dallas, L.A., Portland, Oregon, Cleveland, Atlanta. And other cities are struggling to answer hundreds of thousands of 911 calls.
3: You have reached the Cleveland Division of Police. Please do not hang up.
6: Michelle Yee is a well-known reality TV star who became a fan favorite on Survivor Fiji in 2007. Michelle was attacked by a homeless woman in Santa Monica. Her friend says when she called 911, she was told operators were currently busy. In Portland, Oregon, a home security camera caught this porch pirate suspect. When the homeowner called 911, he heard
1: this. Please do not hang up. This is the 911 emergency line. An operator will be with you as soon as possible.
6: Daniel Grossman says he was put on hold for more than two minutes after calling 911 over a road rage incident in Atlanta.
2: I was being followed by a road rage guy. It took a long time for you to pick up. You assume... Certain basic emergency services. You assume that when you pick up and call 911, someone will answer.
6: Every second counts when you call 911. Emergency calls are supposed to be answered within 10 to 15 seconds. But a shortage of 911 operators and an increase in calls due to a nationwide crime wave is making that standard impossible to keep, leading to potentially tragic consequences. Naisha Chapman says she grabbed her phone after a man was shot dead outside her home in Philadelphia. Um, I called 911 and the phone just rang and rang and rang. Experts say the shortage of 911 operators is due to stress, low pay, and other factors.
2: The shift work and the lengthy hours are also factors that contribute to people saying, hey, you know, I can. Do better elsewhere, or I can't put up with this. This is the 911 emergency line. An operator will be with you as soon as possible.
3: More than 200 million 911 calls are placed every year in this country. And speaking of crime, be careful what you leave in your car. Smash and grab crimes are on the increase, with would-be thieves getting more and more brazen. This video comes from San Francisco, where the new burglary tactic is to drive by and smash and grab
5: brazen smash-and-grabs in broad daylight on the streets of San Francisco. Watch as a car leisurely cruises along this street. A thief smashes in one window after another, snatching all the valuables he can grab. The same smash-and-grab crew was spotted again in another neighborhood. Same getaway car, same hoodies, same MO. They're using a window window punch tool like this, designed as an emergency escape device. Break-ins in the embattled city are up a whopping 700. Last week, musician Clinton Kane was filming a documentary in the city while the thieves broke into his rental car and stole $30,000 worth of equipment. Everything
0: got stolen.
5: The crime wave is threatening the reputation of a great American city, which has already seen the embarrassing closure of 17 Walgreens stores due to rampant shoplifting.
3: It's a big touristy area, and what do people have when they travel? Lots of cash? credit cards and other valuables. These are all things that would be enticing to someone who's looking to uh, break into a vehicle. Retired
5: LAPD Sergeant Cheryl Dorsey says there are some very basic steps you can take to protect your belongings.
3: Don't leave anything of value in your car. If you're shopping and you happen to make purchases, although it may be a burden, carry them with you until you get to your final destination. Good advice. mayor of San Francisco announced a $100,000 privately funded reward for tips that lead to the conviction of the people involved in those smash-and-grab crimes. She's one of the greatest gymnasts of all time. But right now, Simone Biles says she's scared of doing what she does best. It's hard. I'm sorry.
2: Simone Biles breaks down on the Today Show with a heartbreaking confession still scared of gymnastics the 24 year old olympic great says she's still struggling with the dreaded twisties disorientation in the air ah! that caused her to pull out of several olympic events in tokyo I had to do something that i've done forever and just not be able to do it because of everything i've gone through is really crazy because i love this sport so much but it's hard i'm sorry
3: hope she gets through this. Simone's now headlining a national gymnastics tour. It's called Gold Over America. When Patrick Swayze lifted Jennifer Grey in Dirty Dancing, that classic movie moment was born. But in real life, it doesn't always go that smoothly.
5: It's an epic, dirty dancing fail. This woman attempted the iconic lift from the 1987 movie, but it went really wrong when she lost her balance. Her partner tries to catch her, but ends up ripping her dress off, leaving her in just her bra and underwear. Hey, nobody puts baby in this predicament. Looked a
3: little bit staged. We'll be right back.
1: Next, Rescue Me. How the heck did this little dog end up way out at sea? He
5: has a collar.
1: And petite mom, chunky babies.
5: Definitely a workout.
1: Inside Edition with Deborah Norville, we'll be right back.
3: It's a rescue of a dog lost at sea.
6: Holy, f- Holy mackerel! It's a tiny terrier lost at sea. How did the little guy end up like this? Dylan Berrien was enjoying a day of boating off Fort Lauderdale. When he saw the dog, he jumped right in with his clothes on. His friends on board the motorboat helped pull the dog in.
2: He has a collar, for sure.
7: The dog warmed up to us instantly. As soon as it got on the boat, it was shaking. But after about five minutes, the dog calmed down and... Seemed quite happy to be on a stable boat rather than
6: getting drowned by waves. His name, Zuko, was on the dog collar, and so was his owner's phone number. And here is Zuko today with his owner, Ana Villa.
3: They told us that they found our dog in the water, that he was swimming, he was perfectly fine. And they came, they met us there, and they gave us the dog, and then I started crying all over again like a crazy person.
6: So what happened? Ana says Zuko was having a great time on her family's boat when they suddenly realized he was gone.
3: He was jumping up and down around in the back, trying to, you know, bite the crashing waves. Zuko must have jumped over or fell over. I'm so grateful for them because they saved me such a huge heartbreak.
6: An epic doggy paddle to remember.
3: Zuko was in the ocean for more than an hour before he was rescued.
1: Still to come, petite mom, chunky babies.
5: Definitely a workout.
7: Minimum of four lines
6: for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: She's a tiny mom with super sized twins. What a mommy workout! She carries
5: forty two pounds of joy in this video that's gone insane on TikTok. 50 million views. It is not for the week. I don't know if I'm just weak or my babies are just chunky. 22-year-old Alexis Larue of Saint Paul, Minnesota, bounces around with her twin girls, Camilla and Elena. The petite mom affectionately calls the seven-month-olds her chunky babies. I am five foot three and I am like about 115 pounds and right now they are each 21 pounds. Alexis had her arms full when she did her now famous dance with her daughters for Inside Edition. Their pediatrician says like they're completely healthy, like they are very high on the scales, but I think that they're just fast growers, like (laughs) they they really like to eat. Social media has fallen in love with this mom and her
3: chunky babies. And up next, talking Turkeys. Finally today, some frisky turkeys.
5: A TV reporter and a flock of turkeys. A shortage of poultry. Suddenly, she gets pecked right on her behind. All these turkeys think it's pretty hilarious. Very funny turkeys. Just remember, Thanksgiving
3: is right around the corner. Um, We'll see who's laughing then. That's Inside Edition. Thanks for watching.